another episode of the Runpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Sierra Carter. And as always, we are here to run our lives instead of letting life run us. Now, today's episode I'm super excited about in my big shirt here is episode number 90. What are we at? 92, 91, and 93. I don't know. Episode 93. And we are going to be talking about the Vero Beach half marathon that happened two weekends ago when this podcast releases. It was really one weekend ago when I recorded it, but it's now two weekends ago. And you know what that means? That means that race season is here! Woo-hoo! Because Boston finally recognized or just put out there, not recognized, but told the public that they may have it in October and Chicago may have it the day before. So, you know, good luck for you guys that are doing both of those marathons. That's going to be crazy. But race season is back. And you know what that means? Race recaps happening happening left and right because we've got races every single weekend and hopefully I get guests on here for you guys and hopefully one or more of these races will inspire you to go sign up for yourself or even one of these races will be one of those races that you're like that's on my bucket list and I'm gonna go do it I'm gonna do it and sign up for it next year right away because you guys you only live once and 2020 has really shown us that you've got to enjoy life So we're going to enjoy life by recapping all the races. I'm going to tell you the crazy stories, tell you what to watch out for and what to think about when you're going to these races next year, because obviously I'm doing them after they happen. So you guys ready? Because today's episode is all about the Vero Beach Half Marathon, and I've never seen this one advertised before, and I think it's a brand new race. So I was there for the annual inaugural year of the Vero Beach Half Marathon, and I'm going to share it with you right after this. So today's sponsor is Anchor, and if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's super simple, how I love it. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple, Spotify, and whatever other podcast channel you like to listen to podcasts on. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And you guys, it's pretty much everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast soon, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I promise you won't regret it. All right, guys, so just moving right into the race recap. No quote, quote of the day on these days, just the race recap. I want to tell you about where this where this race was, how far it was, and, of course, like, what happened with it. So the race was the Vero Beach Half Marathon. Now, if you are not familiar with Florida, Vero Beach is kind of like, it's not central Florida. It's a little bit farther south but towards Miami. In Florida, but it's a really popular place for a lot of people up north to come down to visit and, you know, buy property and live there. So it's a really beautiful area. I've never been down the Vero and I didn't really know much about it until I ran around it. And honestly, I would live there. It's gorgeous. It's a really pretty area. It's a lot different from where I am. Kind of. I mean, you still feel like you're running around your neighborhood, but it's still really, really pretty. But the race, so they had a 13 
half marathons, 13.1-mile um, marath half marathon, and then also a turtle, I think they called it the turtle two-miler um, race. So you just run a mile out, run a mile back, call a day, you go get some food, and you're accomplished. I like those races, but of course I'm over here like, I have to do the half marathon, knowing myself and probably a lot of other people are like that. But the temperature, now see, this is where, this is where it hit me hard. I haven't run in like anything over like 20, 20, 30 degrees in about two, about a month. Even before that, it was pretty cool here in Florida. And it like, you know, low 40s, high 50s, I don't know, somewhere in that area. It, but it's been cold. Well, the start of this race, since Vero's more south, and I should have thought about this, it was 69 degrees. That's pretty hot to me. But like, I was still thinking, oh, it's in the 60s, I'm good. And then I got to mile one, and I realized 69 degrees with humidity is not okay. I have not run in humidity in a long time. So this hit me pretty hard. And at the end of the race, it was 75 degrees. So it warmed up pretty well. It was still a cooler day for Florida, but I wasn't used to that. And I don't think a lot of other people were used to it as well. Because at the start of the race, there was actually one person who had to get an ambulance because they slipped or fell. I'm not quite sure. I was arriving and I was walking to the bathroom because, well, it, it took me an hour drive to get down there. And somebody started calling out for a medic or 911 or someone because somebody collapsed and fell. And the first thing when I heard they collapsed, I was like, that's not good. That's probably a heart attack. It wasn't. Thank God. But everybody thought it was a heart attack. It was just because they slipped and fell. But there's one person there that had to be carried away by an ambulance. And then at the end of the race, there was another two people, it looked like, not sure if they were spectators, not sure if they were racers, that had the ambulance call for them. So it was a busy day, and I think it has a lot to do with it had not been warm in Florida for a really long time. And now you're having this race at like 69, 75 degree weather. We're all, we're all having heat strokes. That's honestly probably what was going on but it was still a beautiful race. So upon arrival, it was it was pretty out. I'm going to give the my rating now. I would say out of like, you know, 10 miles, like in my 10-mile stars, I'd give it an 8. I'd give it an 8 because it was running through a bunch of neighborhoods on sidewalks, which I wasn't too fond about. So let me go over kind of the miles. So mile 1, so upon arrival, I get there. It wasn't completely like well-marked where to park or where to go so I showed up on the wrong side and I had to fix that and that's where I ran into those people that needed to call the ambulance and then the race started with a rolling start now if you've raced during COVID you know that everything's pretty much starting with a rolling start nobody has a gun start not not everybody kind of shuffles across the line now I'm going to give my honest opinion about this and I'm going to give my like my society approval approved opinion so society approved all right good they have COVID protections they had masks at the start line they had you in your like a b c or d corrals they let you start you know group a go group b go group c grow okay cool they did that okay it's organized that way now I'm going to give you my honest opinion Honestly, I think it's kind of worthless and kind of dumb because we were all still there, packed at the start line, in our corrals, back-to-back -back corrals, all waiting to be called and go. So if you really just wanted to let us space out and go over the start line when we could go over the start line, it probably would be the same thing. So I just think that's an unnecessary step. Also, masks at the start line... <sighs> 
I know we're still trying to be protective, but we're outside, you guys. Minimize risks. And now all your masks are just on the ground and throughout the course. That's kind of gross. That probably should be taken into account. But mile one, the heat hit me. And I think the heat hit a lot of people. Mile one was also when you started going over the first causeway. You had to go back over this causeway and then back this causeway when you came back around mile six or seven. And I have to say this had to be one of the longest causeways I've ever been on. I just felt like it was just never ending going up. Like it was, it wasn't steep, but it was long. And I was like, this has to be like a mile long causeway. And I have yet to go back and see how long that causeway, causeway actually was. Now moving on to like two, three, four, and five, you're on flat land, maybe going down a little bit of an incline because you can feel your speed picking up. And on the way back, you felt like your thighs burn a little bit knowing that you're, you're going up a small incline. But you went over this really pretty bridge. And I got a video of the bridge. It's really pretty. It's really cute. And it's just randomly there because there's a canal that goes underneath it. But the way it's done architecturally, it's just really cute. And that had to be one of my favorite parts when you're over on the actual like land side of this reach and not on the beach side once you go over that causeway. The other parts of it going through the neighborhoods and stuff kind of reminded me of Celebration Half Marathon or Marathon if you've been to that. That's kind of what it felt like. It's kind of what it looked like. And then on the way back, we were on the sidewalks. This has to be one of the biggest things I really didn't like about this race. They had us racing on the sidewalks. Now, I get it. We're trying to save money and stuff because, like, closing streets, it's not cheap. You have to have the police and the personnel to do it. I get it. And I recognize it. And I thank all the police officers every time I run by them. But at the same time, if you're going to have a race and you're going to make me pay, like, $80, $90, I don't want to be racing on a sidewalk. That's just one of my biggest complaints on this one. And so that happened between two, three, four. And I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a whole, a whole, the whole race wasn't on the sidewalk, but it was enough to kind of annoy me. And if you had large crowds, how are they going to fit on the sidewalk? It's just going to get more annoying. It's like trail running. You can't do that. Anyways, once you get past two, three, four, I think five and six, you start going back over the causeway. And here is where I started feeling my calves burning. So I haven't run like more than like three or four miles for like about two months now. And I'm over here trying to race 13. So by mile four or five, my calves are like, not today. Not today is not your day to do this, especially because you're dehydrated because of this heat. So of course, here I am trying to race over this causeway and it just didn't work. So my pace started slowing down. The first five miles, my pace was probably like a 7.15, 7.30. And then after that, I just started to fall off the map. So I got hot and my crap, my calves started cramping. It was just not a good combination. So going over to Causeway, we wrapped around, went through a lot of neighborhoods. It was a very windy race. It kind of just weaved in and out of all the neighborhoods, but it did go by the beach and to cute little downtown Vero. Now, I love little beach towns, so I was super excited to be running through this. So that entire way, I was like, this is so cute. I love it. I'm going to keep running it, and I can't wait to actually go down here and eat after the race. That's pretty much like where I picked out where I wanted to eat after the race. But the beach was beautiful. I got there right about sunrise, so that was like perfect, and it was cooler over there. So I really, a lot of us appreciated that. But when I got to mile eight, I really started to petering out. 
I, my brain just was like, oh, you still have like five miles to go. You're tired. You have not done this in so long. What are you doing? And I mean, I even felt like, yeah, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but I kind of paced with this woman the whole time. You know, her and I were playing that game back and forth. So that was fun. But about mile 10, when we're kind of, we wrapped around all the neighborhoods and we're heading back to the finish line for three miles, I really started petering out. But this is, this is why I love races and why I want to tell people, if you don't want to sign up for a race because it's in your backyard or because it's boring, it's not the races, it's the people that make it. My friend Steve, I don't know his last name, he's really super awesome, he was like 68, I think he said he's 68 years old, runs a bunch of marathons, this is one of his first since COVID started, he used to be like, you know, sub 140, and to me, like, for a lot of people that might be like, not that fast, but to me, I haven't done a sub 140 half, and this guy at 68 has, so I was like, this is very motivating. Well, he started talking to me, because he's like, he's like, you passed me. And he's like, I've been trying to keep up with you. He's like, you're so motivating. Let's go. So he was motivating me. And I, in return, was motivating him because his watch wasn't working. So I'm like, tell him how far we have to go. And we got into this conversation where uh, mile 11, 12, and 13 just went like that. Like it was so fast. And the last half mile, I kind of lost him behind me. But I love what he said. He's like, I may not be able to keep up this past last half mile. He's like, but I'm right behind you. He's like, you're not allowed to slow down and neither am I. And I was like, you know what? That's enough motivation for me to keep going. So I kept going. And of course, getting to the finish line, here I am feeling like I'm about to throw up. There's nothing like that feeling of about to up chucking the, from the heat and the exhaustion and just everything else. But I finished. And what was really neat about this race is they actually had a finish line video. So here you go. Hey, there I am. I finished and my form was okay. I was kind of hunched over and thumbs up. All right. I finished. And at the end, of course, the most important part, the race swag. So of course you get this shirt right before you start and you get this medal before you start as well because COVID. All right. COVID. But look at this medal. Isn't this medal cool? I like this medal. I think this metal is cute. It goes up with my collection, and you can see through the metal. But you also get something really neat at the very end of the race that is very needed, and that is a Vero Beach Half Marathon race towel. I love, 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 love when they give out towels. I love this. I use these all the time. So, of course, I use it right away, wipe off all my sweat. I go and lay in the grass, sit on it, and I'm going to stretch out. So, these... I will take a towel over a t-shirt every single day of my life. Just FYI to all the race directors. So those are the three things that you get at the very end. And also, this race also came with the ability to track yourself on RaceJoy. If you are not familiar with RaceJoy, you really should be because it's a very, very, very useful and fun tool where your friends, your family, and everybody can track you throughout the race and get updates. And they can send you little cheers and emojis on based on where you are. They know you finished before you're able to even text and tell them. So, you guys, that's kind of my real quick rundown on the Vero Beach half marathon. Now, of course, it's real quick. Not a lot to say mile by mile other than how I felt and where we were at. If you'd like to look up the race course here, I have the link. And I also have a picture of the map 
right over here. So you can see it's pretty weavy. It's kind of in and out a lot of streets, but it sure is a lot of fun. Now, I think this is the first year that they did it, so they will be doing it again next year as far as I know. So if that's something you guys want to do, go ahead. Make sure you're signed up to my Instagram and my Facebook and my YouTube and my podcast because I will be reminding you and telling you what races are coming up for you to sign up for. And it might be a year away, but that year is going to go by fast. So you guys, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast and race rundown. I think I'm just a little bit over 13 minutes because I had explained at the beginning like what was going on. So just a little bit over 13 minutes on this race rundown, but that doesn't mean you can't hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, leave a review, and share with five friends. Just five. Five friends. If you share with five friends, we can grow this, and I can get you even more reviews, more content, more workouts, and maybe more recipes if I ever learn to cook. So fun, my cooking skills. No, I'm kidding, you guys. I mean, you can if you really want to want to. So you guys, thank you so much for listening today. I will be back here again on Tuesday with another episode on ways that healthy living ways that we can help you run your lives. You guys, thank you and have a wonderful weekend. Bye guys.